It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. Joe! Jonathan. You would think driving home from a Predators game would be a normal, uneventful thing going back to the bubble where you live. Brentwood, 37027. Got that right? Yeah. You're too sick. What I'm too the sorry. heck happened to your son? Isn't that something? On the news. Yeah, uh, is not the way you want to see your son on the news. Uh, Joey and his girlfriend were driving home from the Preds game, and when we go to the Preds, we stay in the Music City Center where we park, and the egress, John, the exit, uh, they push out to the right. I thought that was an animal down in South the, Florida. The egress. Okay, I did not Long know neck. That. Okay. They zoom you around the roundabout, and you go down 8th Avenue South. Well, between Division and about where America's Motorsports is, the motorcycle place, bang! And Joey calls me. He said, Dad, I think I had a flat tire, but I'm still rolling. There are so many things I wanted to say. He's in the car with his girlfriend. <laughs> and so sorry. I said, are you still I'm flying? He puppy. said, yes. I said, well, just keep going. Get out of there. Well, he walks, does a walk around on the vehicle. Nothing, doesn't see anything. Two days later, he finds a bullet in his car. In his, he's got a no four, way. Yeah, forerunner in the. It's and he found and the bullet. Went in the car. Not only the hole through, mm-hmm. through the tail light, forty-five caliber, shoulder high. Yep. What coulda, woulda, shoulda? Isn't it terrible? And turn, uh, turns out, uh, WSMV Dan Thomas reached out, the uh, weather guy who I'm friends with, and name said, dropper. "Holy cow! You're I can't believe name this. dropper." Well, he he. Uh, next thing I knew, a reporter was calling Joey, and he was on the. Four, five, six, ten o'clock news telling a story, and three other people came out that they had been shot at too that night. What so, is what is going on? Welcome to Nashville. What is why? Yeah. That is just what time of night? Like nine uh, after Preds. So yeah. what's that? Nine thirty, seven o'clock. Yeah, nine thirty, ten o'clock. Oh man, anyway. you just never know. You uh, never well, know. You, I, I'm sure you have some nice stories here in East Nashville, which is great, but can be randomly crazy. We we when we uh, we may have told this story when we bought the house uh, where where we're actually doing this at the uh, Jag Tennessee International Headquarters, uh-huh. across from the Elliptic Lounge parking lot. Um, <laughs> which That's way, exactly which, where yeah, we are. Your car's all about jacks right now. I didn't know. I didn't know if you know. Do you want all four wheels? I Joe? feel safe. Now. But we we actually had uh, a bunch of. Uh, uh, colored lines that were spray painted uh in our alleyway and we you know what have we are we in the middle of a turf war or something and uh my wife checked it out with east precinct and they said ma'am those are nes lines <laughs> <laughs> so what do you know I'm anyway we're safe you had something real quick you want to throw up no that's you know yeah. i uh, our guest today we're going to talk about great history of rock and roll through the lens of a camera and i just thought uh I'll ask you this in, in in here in two seconds. Okay, you got it. Let's go! Hey, we know people. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's Rolodex. John, the, uh, it, it lands on the letter M, as in Mike, as in motel. And a uh, question to you is of, of our era. Did you ever have a Polaroid? You know where you pulled the picture out? You had to shake it. Shake it like a Polaroid I picture. had the shake X-15 it, it, disposable it. camera that you could buy. At, at the Okay, so, uh-huh. and then, uh, and so, and then uh, we're old enough. We're both 60 now this summer. We did the, where you shake it and you you, yeah. you, you blow on it. And yeah, you, and you, you get 10 of those suckers. You can hear it. It's like, 
<laughs> you do that. So, and then we did, uh, but now we don't, you know. Then the, you had the, the, the flash. I found some in my house, you know, Remember? going through the attic, going through a closet, and it's Polaroid the, pictures. The, with the bulb, the, with yeah. that of the four square, and then and you try to take it off the camera, and you'd burn yourself. No, when I first started. That? <laughs> <laughs> Tell well, me about I'm Thomas not, Edison. I'm going, tell I'm, me, tell I'm, me about. I'm going to self-introduce myself. And you just, didn't even you know, get to his name. Well, I'm getting to <laughs> it now. That doesn't matter. Let's, let's get on with the story because my first camera. We're terrible, Joe. My first camera. No wonder was, we don't was, work. At seven years old, it was a brownie Kodak brownie one two seven, a plastic Bakelite thing, and I saw it. I, I'm from England, as you probably tell. What? Did you not know that? that? Was, I thought that was Murray County. I thought that was more Shelbyville no, area. just a little bit east of there. Okay. More Goodlesville yeah. sounding. About, about eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're lucky. If you're, yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. Eight hours of flying and 12 hours in traffic. It is, yes, no. right. <laughs> so it's, this is the, the British voice of Alan Messer. Alan is a just a recognized uh, in the entire universe. He has shot the Stones to the Beatles to Deep Purple. I'm going to pull up his Facebook page because Alan will post a memory of Zeppelin or Eric Clapton or some someone that he has uh, has taken pictures of for a living, and at Allen's uh, Allen's a little bit older than us, so he comes from the pre-internet era, the black and white into the color. And Alan, you're just a very we're lucky to have you here. I mean, you're, uh, well, you're, you're well, the one well, percent well, of photographers. Well, at 72 years old, I'm lucky to be alive. <laughs> no, no um, you're right. But we do uh, thank you for being on the second cup of Joe and John. See, you get two weeks off. That, yeah. I'm way out, John. I know. <laughs> we're out of re- we're out of practice. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, I so love, so how do you go I from England this. to, I may, to I Nashville? May, I may have to have you do that again in, during the show. You will. Oh, don't um, worry. Yeah. Oh, our over under is like four. It's going to so happen. happen. <laughs> so what, yeah, yeah, England. You, uh, from there, how do you get across the pond to to Nashville? I swam. Okay. <laughs> and boy, my arm's hurting. Yeah, yes. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, the flying was just as <laughs> tough. tough. Yeah. Tossing on the arms too, <laughs> actually. Um, I mean, I came, I came here in 1972. I came, I came from England. I've been working in England um, as a photographer since 1967. December 67 was my first uh, day at work. December 4th, actually, uh, at Studio Desert Hoffman in London. I need to get closer to the mic. There you go. Um, you there you great. Go. That's Beautiful. better. That's a lot better. Here we go. Let me get my chair in closer and I'll lean in and talk. Mm. Like our, our show prep. That's, that's oh not the way, not that, much. He's never going to stop talking now. <laughs> that's it, Mike. Mike, you're my friend. Okay. Um, so if anyone can hear me, nobody can say anything back. Um, um, so so um, I started working December 4th, 1967. I was assistant to photographer Desert Hoffman in London. And... Um, my, in the first week, I was assistant to on the session with Jimi Hendrix. Which yeah, is, yeah, he has a, sure. has a Nashville tie here, but that's so I did that. I did that in London. Wow, that type. Of, I did. I went freelance in London. I've shot different bands and pop artists, and and started doing maybe a record cover or two. Um, I had also. Ten years into that, well, in 1972, I, I came over to Canada. <coughs> and in Canada, I realized, hmm, I want to move here. So I started getting immigration status and, and a help from a man called Richie York, who was um, Canadian, and he had worked with John Lennon and, and um, Yoko Ono on the peace thing. And 
he pushed buttons and got me. The Ontario government um, gave me citizenship papers. So I thought, I'd better go over there and have a look <laughs> before I do this, you know. And I didn't have much money going on, you know, I was working. but So I, I made a deal with a country music magazine, a friend of mine, Tony Byworth in London. And um, so I came over to, uh, I think it was October, a uh, mu music festival over here, a DJ convention or something in Nashville. He flew me over, paid the, ho paid the, ex paid the hotel, and I took pictures for the magazine in return, you know. And um, the first week I was here, I meet Johnny Cash. Another another name dropper there we got go. on the show here. And you I, know, Hendrix and then Johnny Cash and then... Well, so what well, year met, was this? I, I met in 1977. Okay. And I met... I, and it was... Tony was sitting in the office of, um, of a man who was... Um, um, John, as it turned out to be Johnny Cash's musical director. I didn't know who he was, but I'm sitting there having a meeting. Like, we're sitting here at this table and, and like, when they'd finished their discussion, um, uh, this man, Bill Walker, Australian turns to me and said, is there anything you'd like to do here in Nashville, boy? And I said, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to meet Johnny Cash, please. I just made that up, you know. I mean, like, <laughs> it seemed like the right thing to say, right? You know, because he just said that, and I just went I just went for it. I mean, like, I didn't really know who Johnny Cash was that much, to be honest with you. But, um, I mean, I knew he was important. But, but he said, well, we're working together tomorrow at Opry. Come on. And um, so I got there, and I met Johnny Cash, and... and they were doing a Sun Records thing and, and Christmas show and um, some great people out there, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis, Roy Orbison. Um, John, he invited, I got to know him as John later on. Ten years later, I'd, I'd moved to Nashville in May 78, realizing Canada is not the place mm -hmm. for a photographer Nashville is a good stepping stone because I had contacts and I was already shooting country music people in England is what was going on. And I was shooting um, uh, festivals and, you know, and certain artists. I'd, I'd get the photograph, you know, that, you know, I, in my studio sometimes, you know. And um, I was first aware of Jimmy Buffett and, and not by directly photographing him. A friend of mine, another photographer, photographed him in, in Miami. But at the time, but I heard his music and I heard, I saw his video and, I, and years late, 1987, I think it was, I got flown down to, I flew down to Florida to photograph him for um, interview magazine, for Andy Warhol's interview magazine. And um, on the way down, I thought, that image I saw of him, that, that first time, is it, is it, you know, Cheeseburger in, in, in paradise. So, so let's go back, though. We've got to ask, how, did you know you were going to do this for a living? What do you want to do? Was it something in photography? or? I mean, in front of this man sitting to your left, I will have to say this. I want to be a drummer. Oh, a little, a comp little, little competition. Alan loves the drums. We talk drums a lot. Is that right? Is yeah. that, oh, you're going to geek out now, and, and I'm going to leave for so, 20 minutes. So I want to be a drummer. Yeah. And my joke, which is, I've turned it into sort of a story joke, but in a way it's true, <laughs> was that, um, um, and I was playing in bands, I was playing in semi-pro bands and stuff, and I had, I, you know, and I, I said I had to stop, I had to stop on the way to the stage and take a picture, and um, in reality, I actually was paying for drum lessons with my photographs of Buddy Rich. 
and that is that's how I was I was paying for my drum lessons at the time, you know, which is weird. So photography was actually paying for my drum, you know, which is crazy. Well, Alan, how did you get, so you come to Nashville in 78, but just a look at Alan's Facebook page, which is music history. You know, here's Lou Reed, here's Willie Nelson, Alice Cooper, Grace Slick, Billy Joe Shaver. Uh, there's some Beatles, the Stones. It's uh, how did you get connected? I got connected. I got connected, Joe, at the beginning through that, that December 4, 67, um, job i got you know okay. with photographer uh, desert hoffman who was who was in that in that league you know and so that that put me straight into the you know like diving into the swimming pool when you go you gotta swim you sure. know um and so that was your big break that was my big break that's great really i didn't do very good business out of it i you know i screwed up my my you know financial earnings part of it and i didn't get enough money and i got screwed out of, out of, some, out of some money i should have but i did take those pictures yes and what was nashville uh, that era in 78 was still kind of i don't know i'm going to call it old country it was the conways and the uh uh uh, uh the loretta's the dollies of the world a new country, Garth. The Garth movement. movement oh no, the Garth. It was way before Garth. Hadn't Brooks. come around no, yet. No, no, so no. Garth what Bro was Nashville like in that early time period? Once you were here, <laughs> uh, after your Johnny Cash. I don't story? think. I don't even think uh, at, at that time. Urban cowboy. Mm -hmm. By the time I got to Nashville, not Phoenix, but Nashville. Um, by the time I got to Nashville, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, I mean, no, it was no plan to it. it was just, mm -hmm. I just did it. I was twenty-eight years old. It's like, where do you go next? to go to Nashville, you know, um, and Nashville was going to be a stepping stone into America to go, I do, I do Nashville, then I go to LA, and then I go to New York, and then take my bag of swag back <laughs> to England and carry on. And I right. thought that'd take me about, you know, nine years, maybe 10 years, to get to Nashville. Of course, I'm connected by some people I've already photographed, and then they, um, the work starts coming in. And there's no way I can stop. And before I know it, I am shooting hundreds of album covers. Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. So let's talk to that and, and life lessons. What makes a good photographer? What makes, what's your style? What do you look for? Because it sounds like, ah, I'm going to get four guys together. They're going to be, you know, looking in sunglasses and I'm going to take a few pics. It's an art. It's got to be. And so, you know, it's yeah, taking you it, to amazing places. It's been your life. It's been my life. It's been my whole life and relationship. You know, it's been my relationship when other relationships with women. <laughs> Here we go. Here, we're getting to the good stuff. <laughs> you are in rock and roll and music. Yeah. No, the I, camera won't I, let I you down, that. will but, it, Alan? <laughs> but you have to have a relationship, probably with. Well, that's just, why. That's just, why. That's why photographers use the zoom lenses. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you do, do you just is it important for you to have a relationship or, or have a partnership or an understanding or a trust or what's that like? Because well, know if well I think there's a couple of couple of elements. It's it's hard for me to really break it down, but I'll try. Um, as I think about it sometimes, you know, and I'm writing a book and, and documenting stuff and this comes up, but um, 
I mean, first first of all, you got to have have a talent. I mean, if you want to play drums or guitar, it's like it's no good if you don't know how. You know, you can get better. I mean, some people the just go the like career ender. Yeah. No, I've, no I've, I've I've I taught in the college once, right? I mean, Professor Messer. Professor, Professor Messer. Messer. <laughs> Professor Messer. There's a story there too. Oh yeah, but, there is. But <laughs> Professor Messer. And then I get these great, just impromptu <laughs> questions come in from, from, from the kids. And they're great. And they make me talk. And they make, you know, they're, firing, they're throwing questions at me that is like picking up stuff that from my professional experience I can throw back, you know, and great conversation. Then they said, can we show you our work, our portfolios after this? I said, I'd rather not. And they said, no, please, you know, if you're critical, we understand we, our teachers are very, you know, very strict. And I looked at the work afterwards, and I, I honestly thought some of them just, you you should be an accountant, <laughs> you should be something else. <laughs> you know, not photography, not art, that's just not you. And I think people should realise in their lives, as soon as they can, what they're good at. That's the best life lesson we've had for ah, many a guest. I'm still trying to figure that part out. Yeah. Well, but Joe, well, well, Joe is one of you're one of my favorite rock drummers. Thank you, Alan. I mean, you you are. I mean, I stood there watching you, side, beside you, watching you, and you're good. Shirt on, shirt yeah, off. What, what was it? Alan was Alan was in the shirt on era. Was he okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Just, just so, so you shot government cheese, uh, the group has. that that has yeah. been in. So I, I mean, I met I met government. Let's talk about government cheese for a moment because I I, I met um, I knew Tommy Womack. I met Tommy mm -hmm. Womack uh, at the public library actually, and um, I was trying to uh, an emotional breakup. I just broken up with a girlfriend, and I was in you know an emotional place. And I started writing some songs. You know, I'm not a songwriter, but I'd written some lines and I'd written something. And I was, and there's Tommy Womack, and he'd 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 in the round of of other people just sung these amazing songs. And so I go up and introduce myself afterwards, and I said, "I've been writing this song," and it goes like, and he goes. Then he gave me the next line, which I forgot because <laughs> I didn't record it. But but he gave me a lesson on it. He says like. You know, he's a songwriter. I'm not really a songwriter. And he also said, when you write a song, when you come to the end of a line, put a period on there, go to the next one. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't camping on acid. No, I, I just want to make sure the love, or the yellow, love, but the, not the yellow cling peaches. It wasn't camping on acid, but that brings me to uh, <laughs> a, a rock and roll story that I was on. on, a, on oh, I, I was on a, because you mentioned before, Deep Purple. Uh -huh. I was on Deep Purple's tour bus from London to Portsmouth in England, and Richard Blackmore was not on the bus because he drove himself uh, down there. He seemed to be separate from the band, but the rest of the band are on there, and um, they're, they're finishing up Highway Star, if you know that song. That's and, one of their best songs. And they just changed the lyrics, just like it was a Highway Star, and I think they changed it from being a... A motorbike to a to a car, you know, highway star, just to make it more, you know, and they and they performed it that that evening. What is um? Go ahead, Jim. Tommy's Tommy's quite Tommy Womack, the guitarist from Government Cheese, a, an amazing storyteller, an amazing writer, um, and you've captured him, Alan, and and 
parts through his career yeah. with, with yeah. your so, talent with that camera. And so, you so, just, uh, yeah. you're able to, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's a question or a statement, like a songwriter, you're able to use your, your vision and your creativity to create a moment in itself with the artist on the stage or sitting there on the couch or whatever it is. I've always found it amazing how guitarists, if, if we've all had pictures taken of us where we go, damn, we look a lot better than we are. You know, it, you really bring out the best in people. I try to, <laughs> unless, unless they, they turn the other cheek on me and I go the other way and I bring out the worst in them. But um, no, I, um, I think a lot of it is perception and, and your relationship with the person you're shooting. I also like iconic. I come from the Beatle era. And if you think of the Beatles, like everything they did was big, iconic. All that, Jimi Hendrix, all those people, they were like, it was big artistry, Elvis, you know, big shows. And I love show business. I, you know, I've always loved show business. I, I combine the show business bit, the, the wish to be a drummer, which I never did, and went into photography and I think because I knew how to play drums or, or and, and I, have, I don't have stage fright like that, it got me into things like when Johnny Cash said, would you mind coming out on the stage with me tonight and photographing me? When? During the... Oh, like during come the song? Out? Yeah, I mean, he said, yeah. he literally said to me, come out during the Highwaymen. When I do Highwaymen, you come out when Chris would walk on and do his part. Security, Chris Christopherson. Yes, <laughs> get this guy out of here. How about that? He's charged the stage. That's terrific. That's great. Where's that? Was that at uh, maybe the Ryman or no? Uh, no, it wasn't the Ryman. But I, I was. I mean, I worked with Johnny Cash for about thirty years. You know, so from that introduction I had when I first came to Nashville there, and then I had a decade of making my own name. You know, I had nothing to do with Johnny Cash, but I did. I came in here and did my thing and. And um, you know, kicked ass, I suppose, for 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 ten for ten years, you know, and, and more. And one day in my studio, I get I get a call from a friend of mine, Hugh Waddell, and Hugh is a guy in Hendersonville, and he's a nice guy, and I'd known him a while through the group of people I knew, um, and a bit of a bullshitter sometimes, but you know, but a good broadcaster too, and he wanted to be. So he said, um, "You're coming on the road with Johnny Cash tomorrow." I go, "What? What? I mean, what's what's the deal?" And um, so I'm sitting on the phone in my studio downtown in Broadway, 209 Broadway, and, and, and uh, the next voice I hear is, hello, this is John Cash. John. He's John. He said, John. The first time I met him, he said Johnny Cash. When I met him off the stage that day at the Opry, when I went to the TV show, the Christmas show in, 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 in 77, October 77, uh, Bill Walker that, uh, hey John, I want you to meet a friend of mine, Alan Messer from England, photographer, and and he bent down from the stage. You know, the stage was probably not, probably not that much higher than this desk here, but but this big man bent down from the stage, reached out this huge hand to me, and shook my hand and said, "Hello, I'm Johnny Cash," and and I looked up at him and go, "Hello, I'm Alan." Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I'm Alan. Yeah, my voice sounded so like. Do I even have a voice? Oh, <laughs> man, crazy. All right, we move on. Rapid, 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 rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid. Pew, 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 rapid fire.
Mega, Alan, what's, uh, you know, you were, you spent time around the Beatles and such. What's your favorite, do you got a f- favorite Beatles album? Um, These are rapid fire questions. I, I didn't, never really, I didn't really spend time around the whole Beatles. I mean, I, 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 I was around, I was at the Yellow Submarine press premiere um, at, and John wasn't there. He sent a cardboard cutout that's, as, as famous the story is, you know, <laughs> you know, of himself. And, um, you know, we took pictures and, and um, yeah, there's a great picture of me actually that, that, that I just used for, for an exhibition that, that I had a pop-up exhibition that, that, that we could two go um, locally here. And, and of me at, at that, pl- at there, I was 18 years old and, and, and photographed, but, um, and another time was, was meeting John and, and um, with Yoko, but, um, I was sitting, kind of sitting, perched at, 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 on George Harrison's table at um, in the King's Road before they were opening the Apple tailoring shop, and kind of on the edge of the chair, not, not you know, taking a wide angle picture, and I hear this voice behind beside me going, "Get out of my bloody chair!" There you go. <laughs> so we'll say your favorite album's the White Album, and I didn't look up. <laughs> And I didn't look up, and I just kept taking the picture, and I got the picture of George sort of in motion, saying something complimentary to George about me. Musically, I mean, I the first album, the album that I look at every day in my house is with the Beatles. It's not the album I play every day, but it's the album that I look at. I've got a stack of... of old albums I like, like to keep out. And I've done this for graphics and for myself for years. I like putting my LPs against the wall and like looking at them. And when I designed LPs, you know, I'd put mine, I'd cut one out and put one in there and see if it, if it fits. Sure. You know? That's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, does it work? I mean, get it out of your ego. I mean, getting, right, back, yeah. to, getting back to style and what you were asking me about my photography style and things, I think is like you've been brought up in two places, like one, I'd been brought up by my with my father, who always said to us, "You've got the job. Like, why do we have to do the dishes tonight? Because you've got the job." So uh, my job was to be a photographer. So you do it, you know. Don't do it wrong. It takes too long to do it wrong. You got to do it again. What music do you listen to now? Do you do you have any uh, current? Bands that you or, or artists that you enjoy, or do you just you go retro? I, you know, Joe and I, get, we kind of get stuck in the same, which I'm fine with. I know? think I, it's hard to tell. I mean, I have my stuff I look at every day, you know, and I consume it like that. I said the with the Beatles and stuff, and then two nights ago I went into a all the Beatles number ones <laughs> album, you know, just went to listen to it because I listened to the new track they did, and I. I'm sure I liked it. And then, then there was a segue into the second one they'd just done, which is Love Me Do, which is a great song. I love Love Me Do. And um, I mean, it's, it's what, it reminds me of my youth. It reminds me of my, before when I was at school, when I was listening to the Beatles, before I went to work. Um, you know, I was I was a schoolboy when, when we first heard Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Um, so I was buying, with my pocket money, I was buying Beatle albums or singles. That was it. I mean, like, I'd save up. I bought my camera the same way. I saw this Brownie 127 I mentioned earlier in the chemist's window, and I wanted that camera. And they and they basically, what they did to me was give me a layaway system. They said, we can get another one. Don't we? I said, no, I want this. And I'll bring my, so every week I took in my pocket money until I had enough, and I got it, and I wanted that camera. Favorite restaurant in Nashville, Alan? 
Favorite restaurant in Nashville is my house. Yeah. You like to cook? <laughs> <laughs> or, or any of my farmer friends' houses or anything. But mostly, when I entertain these days, I like my own house. And I don't really have a favorite restaurant I, I could just shout out. But if I was forced to, I might go Avo for lunch, which I like. What's that? Is that on Charlotte? Where am I it's, thinking? Yeah, that's off Charlotte. It's at, it's at the new, um, whatever they, new city yeah. complex. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I don't know if I want to call it vegan, but it's a it's a it's got a vegetable yeah. plant component to it, right? Yeah, I, I mean, am I right? Yeah, it's it's named after an avocado, basically. Well, there you go. You know, it's short for avocado at avo. You know, which could be. Look at me being cultured, knowing That's that it stuff. could be anything. It we, could be we went once, <laughs> nothing for. And then, then, I went dri- then I went drive through. Wino. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. So Where's much. the wine? No, but, they, but I would say not, I, would, I, I do need thing. to take this point to say this. I, I am here on this show to be educated. Well, by you too. What? This is going to be <laughs> wrong. Stop for you. I'm so I'm so sorry. Uh, dead or alive. Uh, dinner guests that you would like to have. It can be just a couple. It can be whatever. Just whatever comes to your mind. Who would you like to to have dinner with? Hmm, that's a good, very good point. I don't know. Who would I invite to my house for dinner? And would you want to get Hendrix and John and those people together again? Or, or no, no, I don't, don't no, think so. No, they're, they're they're probably busy well doing John what they're doing Cash. now. No. You know, no, I've had dinner with Johnny Cash. No, no I was going to say, no. yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He's already had that. I've had dinner with Johnny Cash. I, I yeah. know you, I'm sure you have. I've had dinner with... Um, Go ahead, name drop. <laughs> like, give us good give names. Us name. Come on. I can't really think. I'm, you know, I don't think I'd want to have dinner with the Pope, but but but, um, <laughs> but it might be interesting to find out, you know, what he knows. But um, um, <laughs> over dinner, give him a couple more wines, you know. Um Oh, there's probably some beautiful goddess um, 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 superstar that I would just love to have dinner with, but she would probably walk away when she when she walks in my house. So I, 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 <laughs> instead of being disappointed, confidence. I just don't oh, do it. Come there's on, confidence. Let me show you my pictures. <laughs> Here's my. <laughs> oh lens. no, no etchings. They're etchings, right? Yeah. Alan, uh, final question: What advice <laughs> would you give your 18 year old self now? Make sure you get paid. Is it tough to get paid in your gig? It's get it's yeah, it's quite difficult. And and I think now being eighteen I'd hate to be eighteen now. Because the competition is so huge. Yes. I mean it's like I mean I had competition when I was young. And but always in art, in any any form, in anything, anyone who's has a mission on their own and and sees their own future or sees their own ability to or just has this natural talent that's amazing they'll shine you cannot stop them unstoppable it's a force you know and i look back on when i'm reviewing my work and and i I go like how did i do that also no if somebody else had done it, I'd have been pissed off. <laughs> and, and so you, you, you rise to it like, yes, a big competition, as I say now, especially with the digital realm and, and, the, online, and the online system right now of the sharing business and this sharing of, of, of information, music, and, and, and visuals uh, over, over the inter- interwebs has, is 
hurting a lot of people. Yeah. It's hurting artists, it's hurting musicians, it's hurting uh, writers, it's hurting magazines, it's hurting record companies, it's hurting everyone. And I think it's got to be figured out. And I think, I think if I was 18 years old, I'd be the one to figure it out. And, and I'd be, I want to be on that train. So if you're 18 years old and you know how to do it, jump up there, boy. <laughs> like Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. Alan, a fork in the road. Maybe it's going on now. Maybe it was England to Canada, Canada to the States. Where was something where you said, I'm going to make the move and really pursue a new direction about myself? Is that ahead of you, or is that something that it was something that stood out in your past as a fence post? I mean, yeah. I mean, when I went to Canada in 1972, oh, did I mention that before? I went to Canada in 1972, um, June of 1972, for like four, four or five days on a music junket. And this is how I met Richie York, who got me my immigration status and stuff. Australian guy, great guy. Um, always seems to be Australians. It's weird. I just, just, I just tweeted. There's that. a theme here. There's a theme here, isn't there? There's a, there's a theme. Australian park, <laughs> you know, um, wallabies and stuff. But, um, but yeah, um, I realized at that point of of I wanted to get I wanted to go back to Canada because I had connections there. And then I then I I did that business trip and flew back. And just had a look, and and I was looking at the time. I was I was looking at my peers in London, and I worked as well for an assistant, a man called Gerard Mankiewicz, who's an incredible photographer, and you know, Jimi Hendrix, and studio photographer, different different styles than me, and you know, a gentleman, and you know, a little older than me, and he's he did the Rolling Stones, and really famous photographer. But I looked at them and I went, I'm not sure where they are now. It's where I want to be. I see something else. I don't know. And it wasn't about country music. I, I, I'm not a country music fan. Excuse me. Um, and I'm not really a bluegrass fan. I mean, I like it, but I wish they write a new song sometimes. Um, <laughs> <Wow>. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Do you, um, uh, this is a question that's been percolating, and I'm so glad we have time to ask it. Uh, Oftentimes, being a TV guy, you, you, you don't know if you got the shot. And then you spend all day setting up, and you do this interview, and you look back and you go, well, that didn't work out. Do you have an accidental genius photo or, or a couple of them that you just go, I didn't know. I, or do you just know when you snap that that's it? Or do you have to, like, how, I, I mean, tell I me think, about that. I think that's a very good question. Good mistake. Because, uh, no, it's a very good question. I think you do know. Sometimes you don't, and you might get surprised. Like, I find my camera and me, which is me, sees more than Alan's head sees sometimes. Like when I first got John Lennon, I didn't know what the whole situation was. But I got the picture, and I got the best picture of the day of any other photographer that was in the room. How? I don't know, because I was a Beatle fan, because I was, I had the job, I had to get it, and he, he picked up on it, you know, George Harrison stopped me once out, out of 200 photographers or so, and, and gave me the job at the Albert Hall. Why 
it's your personality, it's the way you deal with people. And I think those guys, having gone through what they had gone through with many photographers, including the one that I that I was working with, that they know they they know they're professionals. They know what to get. So do you know yes, I mean like when I worked with Robert Duval, another actor, name dropper, but but I worked Love with it. I did Love it. Go ahead. And, and I worked with Robert Duval for about a month on an album album project, and I was independent art director for for Triad Records with um, Chips Chips Moment and um, two other guys. Um, anyway, but the, the session went on for like we did, we worked for about a month on these sessions, and um, one of them was in my studio for the album cover. Where I had a painted backdrop and stuff, and I wanted him to do a certain thing, and then then I give him give say something to him, and 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 go like, this is kind of what I want to want to go for for the picture, and then when he got it, we both knew. I mean, other times, um, other times you capture stuff. I mean, Joe, when you just mentioned about stuff with Tommy, sometimes with Tommy, Tommy is sometimes good when you, when he's interacting with the band. And not with the camera, you know. And it's a different Tommy than you know, a different look. And it's it can iconic as well. If you like, when everyone's steaming into their thing, and you get their character out instead of it being a mugshot of them, you know. And that's fun too, you know. Um, you know, the headhunters always do that to me when I'm uh, when I'm up, up up there, and they're always mugging me on stage and stuff because because <laughs> they get so many people taking photographs. So so I think, do you know when the moment is? I mean, hopefully you know when uh, you and your um, your lady friend are together and that moment happens. So if you have to explain it, it's hard to explain. Boy, that, that went deep there quick. That went quick. <laughs> All go. right. They went deep. You know it, you know. You got to wear shades. <laughs> Alan, where's, what's bright in your future? Shades. What keeps you, what's, when you get up in the morning and what's driving you? What's, where's your hope? My drive right now is to produce a book on Nashville. And my catalog, which is my catalog of Nashville over 45 years. And I, I'm also doing, got the scan pictures for a book for, for Johnny Cash book, um, for Genesis Publications in England. Um, and, and, and I'm considering doing a book on June Carter because there's a movie that just came out, uh, that's coming out this week, a documentary on her. And I supplied um, some of my pictures for them. And, and so that was a huge task right there. And that got me involved in, 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 in the catalogue again. But my vision right now is to get my Nashville book out, which is the catalogue of my work. And it's also fun. It's entertaining. It's like the stories of Nashville. You know, you we skidded on, on this during the conversation. Old Nashville. Yeah, I remember when Nashville Broadway was not what it is now. Sure. A little seedy. It was really seedy. Yeah. And it's seedy again in a different way. Um, and, and it's now just ranked tourism. And it's, but maybe it always was CD, but I remember when it physically was that way. And I've got pictures of like Willie Nelson. Actually, one of the Willie Nelson pictures just came out in the book of, of Willie Nelson songs this, this, this week. Um, of him sitting at the bar um, at Tootsie's on the last day of Tootsie's, and I happened to be there. 
How did I happen to be there? Because a, f- a friend said, come on down. It's the last day of Tuxes and my band's going to be hanging out here. And at that very moment, I'm down there with my camera, my lights, and in walks William Chris, just officer. You got to take the picture. You know, you got to do it. Yeah. How how lucky I was to be there. You know, and and that's how these things happen. And I mean, it's what I do. It's what I do, and it's what I do. And it's you. You go on a meter of yourself. I think. I think any artist does. And what what drives me every day is is that bringing that vision to life and right now you know like uh, um, tomorrow i have a, me- a meeting about that and there's and it's 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 what i'm doing every day and it's what i'm thinking about when i'm out hiking and it's what i'm it's what i'm doing plus i'm doing other photo sessions and and going to events and and always taking pictures yeah and, it's, and, and plus i have a family in england <laughs> Alan, you're an amazing talent, an incredible artist, and uh, your archives and the stories that you're going to tell through your book are, are what the next generation will remember this and past generations by. Congratulations on your great success. Thank you. That, that, that's, that's, I'm hoping by the pictures I'm putting in the book that the kids who are sitting in bars now are sitting in the same bar as I took that picture in 30 years ago. Yeah, that's tremendous. I, I love the fact that your book, um, I listened to another podcast. Uh, I won't mention the competition, but they had Michael Stipe. Is it the, yeah. the guy from R.A.M.? Oh, by yeah. the way, I, I got to tell you about that because I know that that's the band that that made it and you didn't, I mean, oh, so to speak. I'm sorry. That's that's it. But uh, Michael said he didn't, he, he took pictures. And, you know, your, your, uh, journal if you will is going to be photographs it's your diary it's your diary of your life as you show me some pictures on your phone that's great oh those are the pictures you want me to see no um this that's just fantastic all right quick question we'll end on this black and white or color what do you prefer well i'm showing you yeah the intro to my book my book covers probably black and white actually i like both um i shot black and white mostly because that's what photographers did Mm mm-hmm you had access to black and white film. You were able to print black and white yourself. Color was more difficult. You had to send it out. You had no control. You know um, that also drove my early days, but I won't go into that right now because it's more technical about, about how I started in the magazine business and how I had to shoot pictures that didn't have red or blue in them because they couldn't reproduce it, which really pissed me off until I became an art director, <laughs> and I did. Um, and then I used it. So you use it, you remember these things, and there are reasons for it, but. But uh, well, you know, you're driven by that by that thing, and also driven by the fact that I, as a photographer in the music business, am a conduit between the artists that they revere and themselves. Yeah. Without uh, without that person having to int- be int- those people having to intrude on their lives, and and so I'm like a sometimes not really, but sometimes I've often thought myself as a professional fan, you know. That's a great way to look at it. It is. That's great. That's fantastic. Alan, uh, I'm glad you accepted the invitation and uh, just love love looking at your pictures and look forward to uh, spending many more years with you. 
Sounds good, Joe. I'm looking forward to it. Dynamite guest. You uh, you booked to your grade above one. your grade. Let uh, me tell great. you. I wish we could show the pictures. It's audio. There's no pictures. But wow. Alan Messer, Google. you can look him up on the Facebook, A-L-A-N-M-E-S-S-E-R, the book of faces. Uh, Alan posts a lot of his work. Uh, 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 you can also look up, find me on Instagram. And okay. I'm, uh, look at you being hip. Yeah, yeah I'm Instagram at um, Alan, A-L-A-N-M-E-S-S-E-R underscore P-I-C-S. There it goes. Thanks for being on the second cup of Joe. And John. It's the second cup of Joe and John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, John at gmail.com. Now, Hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John.